Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. what I like to hear, for this is the day the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, where were you all week? Oh, we started shaking the Monday morning blues with the due time crew as we talked about the uh, millennials. Wait a minute, they're not millennials, they're Gen Zers. No wonder they were acting up. Oh, they make over two hundred thousand dollars a month. And they first off consider themselves middle class. Well, see again, that's why they're Gen Zs, because they don't even know. They have no idea what they're talking about. But these people could not even make $200,000 work. No, their spending was all out of control. Yes, they were spending $4,600 a month, which included $416 in a gym membership, $100 plus in socializing, uh, $524 in food, and yeah, so now you see why they could not make it work. Well, they had to get to a point where uh, they had to watch their spending, and they took that $4,600 a month down to thirty. $3,400 each month. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. You know, they had to stop the European vacations and all of that kind of stuff and really get themselves together and stop this extravagant living so that they could make it work. Yeah. 
They couldn't figure out where all their money were going, was going each and every month. Yeah? Yeah. Well, we had to switch with Shanties. Stop trying to fix yourself. A wonderful, wonderful opportunity to talk like that as, you know, you have to fix your spending. And you ultimately are not the ones who fix your spending. No. You couldn't do that. You couldn't get it accomplished if it weren't for the Lord. Nowhere in the world you're going to just get up and say, I'm going to do this. Even if you don't acknowledge the Lord. Yes. You still need the Lord's help. Right. Right. Okay. So come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Rely on the Lord to get it done. And I mean, no, 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 seriously, 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 rely on the Lord to get it done. One of the reasons why we really are not successful with fixing things is because we try to fix it. Yes, when we don't lean on the Lord, then, you know, we're not very successful at this thing. And I've just got to a point in my life I realize I can't do a thing without the Lord. Mm-hmm. All right. All righty. Well, let's talk about a Tuesday church folk day rolled around. And we got to talking about the Lyft driver who calls himself Philly Jesus. Ah, he's back on the scene. Yes, he has his uh, Bible up on the dashboard. He dresses like his superhero Jesus. And Shanti said, uh, with a couple of extra fries and a shake on the side. Mm -hmm. He plays his gospel music and he asks Jesus to take the wheel. Each and every day, and he commences to ministering to his passengers. Yep. Now, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. However, we do not want to send mixed messages. We don't want people to believe that Jesus is in the front seat. Now, we know that he is, but... We can't dress up like Jesus and uh, try to give God's word. No, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. We need to make sure that we give people God in the proper manner. All right? So it's wonderful he's out there spending, you know, uh, his time giving God's word. You know, he's gotten quite crafty. As people need God's word. And, you know, you've got a captivated audience in your backseat. But we want to make sure that we do it in the right manner. Okay? Well, we also talk about those uh, clergy down in the southern parts of the world who are calling 
on uh, Mr. Biden to uh, get involved and call a ceasefire in Gaza. And, uh, you know, we don't want our president getting involved in stuff that he may not be able to handle properly. And, you know, that's, that's something that we need to kind of put on the side for what we need to do. Yeah, you know, we, we need to really get involved with our people. We need to get him involved with our people. We got to take care of home first. Take care of home first. Okay? Well, wow. Wednesday rolled around and we got to talking with our girlfriend Vivian and her socially conscious segment. And she talked about this 2023 study that they did with the 12-year-olds, a very candid set of interviews where they found out that the average age is 14 for joining gangs and um, starting from 15 years, they are getting arrested with a gun and, you know, it's It's sad because their study revealed 85%, mm, 85% felt that the gang leader played a prominent role in their life. Not the pastor, not the dad. Yeah. So we got work to do. You see what I'm talking about? You know, we're talking about the clergy getting involved with, you know, calling the ceasefire. Well, y'all need the ceasefire right here on earth with the, you know, young people getting involved with the gangs and stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, the ladies got to chatting, and their topic was about, oh, ways to show Biblical love. Now, we ain't talking about that street love. We're talking about biblical love and building up one another is something that we need to get done. Yes. So, if we have an opportunity, we're going to continue that conversation with our gentlemen today. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what they have to say. It might be a real interesting conversation as, you know, how they answer, you know, how you show biblical love. So mm, that might be something that we, uh, we get interested in. Right? Right. Well, Therapeutic Thursday was filled with financial assistance as we got to talking about the woman who deposited $13,500 in the bank and at the end of the day, they couldn't find her money. No. So that got us to talking about how we protect ourselves when it comes to our banking the different types of checking accounts there are. And just in case you were looking to 
start a, you know, or open up a new checking account. We gave you like, oh my goodness, a wealth of information when it came to the different types of checking accounts. We talked about the different types of banking institutions and the difference between them and those fees, those fees, those fees. Oh, my, 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 my. We got to talking about them fees. It was a really good conversation. Really good, really good conversation. All righty. Well, that's how we spent our week. So I'm pretty excited that it is Freestyle Friday. And we get to do whatever it is we want to do. And talk to the men is what we normally do. So I've got, I mean, i got a lot of different stories and articles and Let's see what we end up talking about today. All right? All right. Well, come on, come on, come on. Let's get this party started. Let's get that healthy breakfast. Let's tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. We know the cause for some birth defects, but for most, we don't. That's because we think most birth defects are caused by a complex mix of factors. There are some factors that can increase the chance of having a baby with a birth defect. These are called risk factors and include smoking, drinking alcohol, or taking certain street drugs during pregnancy, having certain medical conditions, such as obesity or uncontrolled diabetes, taking certain medications, such as some acne drugs, having someone in your family with a birth defect, being an older mother, typically over 34, and exposure to some chemicals and viruses during pregnancy. Having one or more of these factors doesn't necessarily mean your baby will have a birth defect. It is important to talk to your doctor about what you can do to improve your chances to have a healthy baby. up with me or it's caught up 
with me. I need some stimulation. And I'm first going to give God thanks for just loving us the way he and only he can. And blessing us to get to the end of the week. Mm-hmm. We couldn't have done it without him. Everybody didn't make it, but we did. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. So let's get this party started. What we're talking about today, what we always talk about some trivia stuff. Well, came across an interesting article about some of the top African American parent and child acting duos. Yeah, that will go down in history. Now that we're in Black History Month, yeah, let's see who they pull up. Well, the first set, Denzel Washington and his son, John David. Yeah, well... We all know that Denzel has held it down. What was the last thing I saw? The last thing I saw was uh, Equalizer, Equalizer 3. And I got to tell you, he's gotten older, but he did not fail. It was an excellent, excellent storyline and an excellent acting job that he did. Oh, my goodness gracious, he's got, like, tons and tons of nominations. He's got 209 nominations for awards, and he's got 87 wins. Wow. Well, his son, John David, is definitely, he's he's pretty good. Now, I don't know if I'm going to say he's some Denzel, but he's pretty good. I used to watch him the first time I uh, stumbled across John David Washington was in Ballers. That was a series on HBO with him and the guy who plays in, what's that? Um, Raising Canaan as Marvin, The Rock, started starred in it. And I believe that was one of his earliest acting credits. And he, he held it. He held it. He held it down. He was really good. He was good, really good. I did not watch him in Black Klansmen, uh, Malcolm and Marie, or The Creator. I, I've seen, I, I don't know about this Malcolm and Marie, but I did see the the uh, billboard for The Creator. I haven't watched it yet. Just didn't seem like something I was interested in. But he probably does not disappoint. Yeah, he did not disappoint in Bulls at all. For, and he had a pretty meaty role, so... 
that's a duo that uh, I don't think they've been in anything together. They may have, but uh, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. The second duo they're talking about is Diana Ross and Tracy Ellis Ross. Now, if you know of a parent and child duo, on our side of the fence, because we're talking about Black History Month, and we're talking about these famous duos that's going to make history and has made history. Throw them my way. Throw them my way. We'll see if they're on. I'll look at your list afterwards to see if they are on the radar already. So we've got Diana Ross. We know Diana Ross from years ago with the Supremes and... You know, she got her little acting chops in Mahomedy, Mahomedy, Mahogany, Lady Sings the Blues, and definitely The Wiz with Michael Jackson. And, you know, she, she did a pretty good job. She did a good, pretty good job. Well, Tracy Ellis Ross and her acting chops, if everybody knows, we first stumbled across her on Girlfriends. Yes, she was one of the four young ladies to grace the screen. Uh, they did pretty well. They did pretty well. Her, Golden Brooks, um, I can't, uh, Jill Marie Jones, I think her name is, and Persia White. I think that that's that's who that was. Um, and she was in Blackish for quite a while, which launched all those issues. Yeah, like collegeish <laughs> Yeah, they had a series of different issues shows after Blackish, but she starred opposite what's his name, Anthony Anthony Anderson, and um, what's her name, the one who plays everybody's mama uh, with the heavy voice. Oh my goodness gracious, I forgot. And uh what's his name? The 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 one who starred in Cornbread. Um Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, so and she's been in some other comedies and you know, things. So she she doesn't do a bad job. I don't think Tracy Ellis Ross does a bad job. So, you know, that that's a nice little duo that they actually dropped on this list or into this list. Well, Ice Cube and O'Shea Jackson Jr. Now, this is definitely lookalikes. Um, in you know this industry, this acting industry, everybody knows Ice Cube from N.W.A. The rapping Ice Cube. Uh, he's got that Friday franchise. He's got Are We There Yet? A couple of movies, and he's done. What's that other one with him and um, Benjamins? All About the Benjamins. Yes, well, his son, I got to say, he's doing his thing out there in the acting world. As he was the the one who played his dad when they did the biopic Straight out of Compton. Yes. Well, Ice Cube co-produced that, and his father starred as one of the NWAs, and uh, he did a really good job. He also played in a, a few other movies 
and he he's doing his thing. He's doing his thing. He does not disappoint either. Doesn't disappoint. And this, you know, he's uh, I'm really proud of these 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 younger guys. I, I really am because they are they're coming up well. They're coming up well in the acting industry. Well, Sanaa Lathan and everybody knows. You may not know his face. You don't know what in the world he looks like, but Stan Lathan. Now, Stan Lathan is behind, I mean, tons, tons and tons of black comedy shows he's behind martin oh my goodness if you see i told you we we have a credit house we look at all the credits we're probably one of the the the, the only people we know that even take the time to look at the credits as the credits are rolling but stan lathan's name comes up behind everything as a director producer writer well sanaa we uh so early, if you go back and look at some of the comedy shows, she actually pops up in some of the early comedy shows of the 90s, but we really fell across her in Love and Basketball. Yeah. Uh, she did the movie The Perfect Guy. She was in um, A Family That Praised. That was Tyler Perry's movie. She was in, she's been in, what, oh, wait, come on, was the best man, the best man. She, I'm, this is off the top of my head because they don't have their credits here, really. I'm just trying to think of all the times we've seen her. She was in the best man franchise as, um, what's his name, um, what's his name, Tay Diggs. Tay Diggs' love interest, beautiful young lady, and she's definitely one who does not disappoint either. Oh, here's one of my favorite. Oh, I'm so glad they fell on this duo radar because they are far more than a duo. Chip Fields, Kim Fields, and Alexis Fields. Oh, yeah. Oh, my girls. They are three of my favorite that hit the screen. Now, Chip Fields, everybody knows Chip Fields. If you ever watched Good Times and the episode where Penny was burned with the iron by her mama, that's Chip Fields. Well, she's now known as Chip Fields Heard. She goes by her married name and... She did not have a large acting, you know, uh, uh, credit list. No. But the few times when she did grace the screen, she always did a pretty good job. And she's just really known for that particular one. Well, over the years, she did not spend her time in front of the camera, the way she spent her time behind the camera. Yeah, she's been doing a lot of directing and producing. That's how she's really spent her time. And I guess more importantly, putting her girls in front of the screen. Now, everybody knows Kim Fields, Tootie, who used to ride around on the roller skates on Facts of Life. 
Everybody knows Facts of Life. That was a spinoff from um, Different Strokes. And she also had a nice little stint on Good Times as the little girl. Penny's friend on Good Times. What else is Kim Sills known for? Oh, of all things she's known for, the um, living single as Regine with all of the different hairstyles, the wigs. Yes, yes, yes. Really has done her thing on the screen over the years. She's now in the show with um, Mike Epps and what's her name, Wanda Sykes. Somebody tell me the name of this show, please. They're on Netflix. I can't think of it. can't think of it. But she's been in a lot of movies and a lot of different shows. Now, her sister, Alexis Fields, everybody knows her. If you watch the uh, 90s um, black comedies, such as Moesha, she played her nemesis, Moesha's nemesis, um, I can't think of her name, but she always plays this bougie, um, and she looks just like her sister and her mama. Oh, my goodness gracious. They look like triplets. They look literally like triplets. You know they are family. She played in, um, not only did she play in Moesha, she was also in Sister Sister, and she's played in a few other shows. And she and uh, Kim Fields, Kim Fields has definitely jumped behind the screen now. I just saw her name. Where did I see her name? On one of these um, series. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, oh my listeners are throwing me some info, so y'all going to have to give me a second. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The Upshores. All right, that's right, that's right, that's the Upshores, that's on Netflix, and that's where Kim Fields is in front of the camera these days. Somebody help me with, what's the, what's the, um, I just saw her name in the credits, um, Kim Fields, on one of these series, um, y'all send it to me, send it to me please, because I can't pull it up right now, but somebody gave me Keenan and Kel, who was on Keenan and Kel? Alexis Fields? I think it was Alexis because she's around that Keenan and Kel age group. All right, let's see. You know, boy, I can really rely on getting my info. Yes, Alexis, the, the baby girl, played in Keenan and Kel. And uh, they say between Kim and Alexis, they have played in over 70 series and movies combined. Oh, yeah. they And they grace the screen. They really do. The beautiful girls. Beautiful in their personalities. Um, they are beautiful in, in uh, looks. Oh, okay. So they're saying Kim Fields. That's the Tootie and the Living Single Sister. She was, oh, she directed Keenan and Kel also. Oh, go ahead. I, look it up for me, Shanties. Um, she directed, she's been doing some of our black um, series, because I don't look at many other ones, because I don't get just look at a whole lot of TV. I don't look at a whole lot of TV, but those are some of my favorite. Um, 
Oh, ooh, Kim Fields. Also, if you remember the movie Uninvited Guest, now that starred Makai Pfeiffer, um, Mel Jackson. Kim Fields directed that. Go ahead, girl, do your thing. All right, all right, all right. I'm still looking for this series that Kim Fields' name popped up on and her mother. Oh, wait, Mom, Chip Fields. I remember this now. She's responsible for the Bible experience. Yes, if you enjoy the Bible, let me tell you something. If you have not listened to the Bible experience, and it's so so appropriately named because it's not just an audio Bible. No, it is an experience. It, I mean, it is the who's who on this side of the fence who literally act out and read voiceover the entire Bible. And they cover the NIV version. And I tell you, they have the music that accompanies it. Um, it, it is, they even have a soundtrack, a music um, soundtrack that goes along with it. But she is the she is heavily involved. Her name is at the top of the credits when it comes to that. So I'm telling you, these ladies have really done their thing. If you can think of any other um, duo that is, um, so wait, what about? Um, Okay, so that's the acting duo. But what about um, Cuba, uh, not Cuba, yeah, right, Cuba Gooding Jr. and his father, Cuba Gooding Jr. Sr. Yeah, everybody plays the fool. Yes, that's the dad. And Cuba Gooding Jr., everybody knows him if you look at any movie out here these days. He is the face that um, is partnered with. Ice Cube, and what's his name, Morris Chestnut, who got that Boys in the Hood movie jumping. Yes, he's had the lead role in Boys in the Hood. Do you, Okay, let me see if I got anyone else who's sending me some famous duos. Uh, let's see. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Hmm. Any other... My phone is chiming like crazy here. Um, but the, that was the the other one that came to my mind. I, I mean, there are tons of duos with sons and, da- uh, and daughters with the mom and or dad. So if you can think of any, just throw them out to me, and we'll give them a shout. But I tell you, definitely Denzel and John David Washington, they will go down in history. Diana Ross and Tracy Ellis Ross will go down in black history. Ice Cube and his son, O'Shea Jackson Jr., they're definitely going down in black history. And they have now, Sanaa Lathan's mom, supposedly she's in the acting and directing and producing Area. Her mother's an actress. I didn't know that. Eleanor McCoy. So uh, she looks just like her mother. Oh my goodness. 
they're going down in history along with Stan Lathan, Dad, and Chip Fields, Kim Fields, and Alexis Fields. They are definitely, especially when you're talking about the two girls have 70 series and movies between the two of them. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And I thought of the um, Cuba Gooden Jr. Oh, wait a minute. What about um the brother? The brother, the brother, the brother. What's his name? He's actually, he was in Baby Boy. He was in a couple of comedy shows. What's his name? Send me his name. I can't think of his name. I want to try to. I want to try to think of it before anybody can send it to me. Um, he's and he's really good, really good. So you've got Cuba Gooding Jr., Cuba Gooding Sr., and the son who played in, like I said, Baby Boy, as well as a few other. Didn't he play a smart guy opposite the, the twins, us brother, Tia and Tamara Ma, uh, Maori? Their brother Taj, I think that's his name. They played. He played opposite them. He's another Gooding. So, like I said, if you can think of any, just throw them out to me. I would love to give them a shout out. We're talking about Black History Month, and they definitely throw it down behind the screen, in front of the screen, and all of that kind of good stuff there. All righty, what else are we talking about today? Oh, mm, oh, okay, thank you so much. Damon Wayans Jr., I'm sorry, Damon, oh, okay, okay, I guess he is a junior in a sense. Damon Wayans and his son Damon Wayans. Yes, his son has a couple of roles in movies. Everybody knows the Wayans. And as a matter of fact, a couple of them, um, spawned a son in front of the camera. Thank you for that hit. Yes, everybody knows Damon Wayans. He's from Major Pain. He's from the the In Living Color. <laughs> in Living Color with the whole Wayans sons and brothers and sister. Yeah, well, the son of Damon definitely had a few roles out there they did um a couple of spoofs i think it was dance flick they did and the son played in that and his son looks a lot like him yeah their kids look a lot like them all right keep throwing them my way as we talk about the news hmm let's see what are we talking about i got a bunch of news here well, check this out. You have this man. You may have heard it because I'm sure it was all over the news. This Texas man who they found guilty of drugging, not attempting to drug, drugging his wife as he was giving her some type of excuse me, medication to induce abortions. Yeah, he gave it to her in her drink, and it was several times she drank this concoction, and 
they have they had children already, so this was not their first child. This was their third child. He and this woman's third child, this Mason Herring, and he was poisoning his wife Catherine Herring. Now they have this one-year-old daughter. She did not miscarry, but this is their third child, and she now. After being 10 weeks premature, she was she has developmental delays, attends therapy eight times a week, and they snagged him for attempting to kill the baby. Um, I'm trying to see the charges against the mother, but they say that he began giving her water with this poisonous stuff in it and after she started getting ill she stopped taking the the water from him so she became suspicious because she just said she just was getting often too too much sick too often and she then found in the garbage dodo this medicine that like the packaging of the medicine that people use to induce abortion. She also was able to turn over some police video as she put a hidden camera in the house, and it showed him mixing her drink. Now, he li- he didn't live at the house anymore, but he would come over and uh, mix up her Bev and trying to kill her. Do you know he only got a 100 and 80 days. Well, who was smoking drugs on the on the at on the bench? How do you possibly give 180 days? That's like six months in jail. Now you got him on video. You have the baby that is ill, and all he got was 180. Days. Now, this Kim Og is the district attorney for this area, and Judge Andrea Beal. So, how a woman? How did you let that go down? A hundred and eighty days. He should have gotten more just for attempting. So, in other words, even if he was pouring it in there, like making it up and she caught him, but he didn't actually give it to her, he should have gotten 180 days more than that just for even the attempt. So, I don't know what's going on with these people and this 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 sentencing. Boy, are they failing us big time, big time, big time, and big time. Well, I have a follow-up to a story that we have been following, and that's about Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg. Boy, I hope they get rid of his butt 20 times over. I hope after he gets off the bench that they go back and get him off the bench again, and he wasn't even on it because he is just ridiculous. Well, remember, he's the Manhattan 
DA that we've been talking about since last year, that he has soft on crime is like an understatement. How about he's just invisible? You can't say he's soft on crime because he ain't doing nothing. Well, his latest monstrosity, seven of those migrants who they found attacking the cops, he let them walk the other day. Remember, we were, we've been talking about that all week. Well, they are truly upset, and they are calling for him to be outed. Yeah, they want him out of there. Mm-hmm. Now, he claims that... Well, let's, let's, let's talk about this first. So now... They are. They managed to get some new charges against these um, attackers, if you will, and they were able to really pull together this camera footage, and they went after um, some of these guys again. Uh, altogether, they got like in between like eleven and thirteen people that they ultimately grabbed, and they have now they said of the seven indicted, five were already had already been arrested, and they all face felony charges. They are still looking for the one who flipped them the bird when they let him go. And they're now, they now have one of the other ones, they say, who they are charging with tampering with physical evidence and hindering prosecution because he switched jackets. They actually saw him on film, on camera, switching jackets with one of the guys to throw off the uh, police. And... Now, they have, again, nabbed a few of them, and so now they're, you know, trying to do this all over again after this major goof. Now, the second leg to this story is the fact that they're now trying to get rid of Alvin Bragg's. Yeah, that was the first leg of the story. Now they're trying to get rid of him. Now all of these people are calling, um, what's her name, Kathy Huckle, to get rid of him. And I say thumbs up him and Adams. Get rid of all of them because they have done nothing to protect the citizens of New York City. Now, Speaking of Adams, they have that he is begging the state to cover 50% of all of this migrant nonsense. Yes. So they had this, this hearing that they called Tin Cup Day. Now, you got mayors from all around New York State, and they come together to this meeting where they lobby for state funds 
for what they need for their particular area. And he was a part of this group who went before the people in Albany. And he's asking that they foot part of this bill. So, hmm, I don't know how this is going to go because they say that it was supposed to, it was initially supposed to be a three-way split. New York City, New York State, and the federal government was supposed to cover this migrant arrival and what it would take to cover them coming here. But what I think it was the um the feds who really dropped out of their portion. Now they ended up giving like a hundred and fifty million in federal aid, but that wasn't what they were supposed to initially give. And I, I found that really this 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 article really broke it down, and I was like, wow, because I never understood it with all the stuff that came up and have come out. I never they had never had it written like that before. So the feds never gave their third. So the city and the state have been trying to pick up what the feds didn't give. Now I did hear that they kept asking for money from the federal government, but it was supposed to be from the beginning. This was they were one of three. They were one third of the cost of the migrants. They were the cost. Now, what's really made it bad is because this fifty three million that they're supposed to be putting up. Now Check this out. Now, I don't know how many of you knew this part because I didn't know this because none of the articles that I read covered this. Now, here's what, here's what, here's what Adam says. He says, we're not giving American Express cards. Who, who cares whose name is on the front? They said we found that they're trying to get a, a food. This is how he's describing it some food delivery service, some emergency food delivery service that's going to help with this migrant eating. So he describes it as a pilot project with 500 people that they're giving food cards to. So instead of a debit card, instead of them having food delivered to wherever these people are staying, whatever shelters or whatever, they say they're giving these people food, and whatever they give them, it will be an allocation of $12 a day. I don't believe that. First of all, $12 a day times 500 people, that does not come to $53 million. And this $53 million has been floating all over the place. That's all they've been talking about. 
$53 million, $53 million, $53 million. That has come up everywhere. So this is how they try to gaslight you and make you believe all this other nonsense. Not only that, who are you going to give a car to that only has $12 a day on it? How much you going to buy for $12 a day? But it's, listen, remember now, they said they that the cards or whatever they're going to get can be used at convenience stores, bodegas, supermarkets. Well, I'm sorry, when you buy a, 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 a batch of bananas and, and, and a few apples, they go, that's $12 right there. So what you eating for $12 a day? To me, that's a bigger insult than not feeding me at all. So now I got to try to figure out what I'm going to eat for $12 a day. Listen, if you, if Mariah's going on a trip now, remember years ago you used to send the kids on a trip or you could go on trip day, you go and your mother gave you $5. I remember giving those girls like $5. They could get a, a hero. They could get something to drink. They could get some chips or some kind of cake or something for $5. Now the sandwich itself almost costs us $12 a day. Who are you giving $12 a day to? Stop it. Cut it out. Cut it out. I'm telling you, you know what? You you do better keeping your mouth closed because this is ridiculous. Ridiculous. So that's the way he's trying to explain it away. No, nope. I don't know if y'all believe it, but I sure don't. Ah, <sighs> let me get one more. Uh, hmm, one more story, and then we'll talk to our gentleman. Ah, <sighs> okay. I, I got a question. There's this 20, I think, wait, hold on. I want to make sure I got it right. 29-year-old. Nope, I'm sorry, 19-year-old. I was way off. Who they have nabbed for groping a 72-year-old grandma. What's the matter with you? All the girls giving it up for nothing. You going to go bother somebody's grandma? Disgusting She was in a store They say And he reached out It was in Long, it was in Long Island In a Target store He reached out And groped her I hope they just put him behind bars I'm serious I, I'm sorry Somebody might say Oh it's just groping But you know what you don't know your limits. You don't have respect. You need to go sit behind the bars, as Brother Al would say with Big Bubba and the rest of them. Well, that was my little story as I was looking for another another other story. There's another story here. Oh, so out in Florida. Now, we every, every year, every Black History Month, we keep getting a new... El Stupido move. Well, this Black History Month, a school out in Florida, they are making the parents sign a permission slip 
in order for the kids to participate in any February Black History Month activity. Yes. <sighs> now, they're not really saying why. Something about there's some new law out there in Florida, and they're saying that the law says that they need permission. They need to get permission from the parents in order for the children to study African-American history. I tell you. So, okay, so this is a little different in Florida because, remember, this uh, Ron DeSantis is the one who banned the gender, like you couldn't use the pronouns, and, you know, so he's really been on some tangent. Well, they are now adding this to their crazy list of stuff that they're doing out there, and I'm not saying the pronoun stuff is crazy, but the other stuff that they are doing, and they really don't have a, or have a reason. They really don't. They, they're talking about it would be unequal learning, um, when you throw in the black history, but you teach everything else, anything and everything you teach, but you need permission to teach black history or African American history. Where's my where are my men? Because they 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 acting real stupid now, really 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 dumb. Where my where's my where's my brother Ainsley? Let me see, let me find him. Oh, good morning, brother Ainsley. Hey, good morning, Pastor Steph. Good morning, good morning. This I'm up, I'm up. This bright and early <laughs> Friday morning. Oh, freestyle well, Friday. I'm glad. Yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us, brother Ainsley. Oh, let's yes, talk about yes. quick stuff before we get to our main story because I don't know what that's going to be today. But let's talk about the fact that you've got this Alvin Bragg. What do you think they need to do with him after he has really failed to protect the community? He's failed to protect the people of Manhattan because he's only the Manhattan DA. Thank you, God. He's only the Manhattan DA. But ever since he's been in that seat, he's only protected nobody. (laughs) He's been extremely soft on crime, if you will. And this last incident with the migrants beating up on the uh, police officers, you know, he really, really, really messed up with that one. Do you think they need to get rid of him, Brother Ainsley? You know what? Uh, I'm going to take this approach, right? Now, um, I'm not sure exactly what, uh, first of all, okay, out of all of the five DAs or for the four or, or the five boroughs or counties, right? The New York County DA tends to tends to have a little, I would dare say, a little bit more prestige about amongst the others, you know, because Manhattan 
and you know, so they tend to take a little more prestige than the others. And not even though they all are independent from one another, you know, um, this is for reason other New York County. That's like a more prestigious one and stuff like that. And so, you know, saying he's soft on different things. First of all, I don't know what, I don't know what the bad PR or what, I can't tell you what he has done. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it could be just bad PR. Okay, you know, um, maybe they're not not showing the light on what he has done. Okay. But I can definitely, you know, so... um, I, it's hard to say. I need to know what he has done. Now, as mm. far as now, one thing now with this migrant stuff, one thing that I I, I was like um, I didn't understand, you know, um, with the migrants, you know, with the assaulting the police officers and stuff like that. I was like, why is that taking so long? To first of all, how did he get released so quickly? And then, why is it taking so long to prosecute those things? Because to me, had it been, you know, my fellow African American brothers or brown, That's black right. and brown, first of all, we wouldn't have been, you know, first of all, <laughs> we ain't getting no bail. Um, That's right. And once you get behind, once you're behind uh, closed doors, you gonna feel. Um, That's you know, right. They're gonna retaliate, you know, because keep it real, police they know how to, you know, do that to you without now. Leaving in bruises and the marks and stuff like that, and right. and you won't you won't be in there. You won't you won't you won't pay for what you what you what you've done, and then get indicted. So I'm thinking, how in the world did they get out? And now it's taking this long process to indict them. You know where was the outcry? Now I got to admit, you know, most of my encounters with the police have not been good. Even though I got you know close family and friends on the force and stuff like that. But in this case, come on now. You know, you ain't even supposed to be even really be here and you wanna assault the yeah. police? Oh come on. Th- th- to me that yeah. that needs to be handled like quick, fast and in a hurry. Mm-hmm. So, um I'm like, okay, wh- wh- where did um where's your expediency in this? So to me it was like, okay, that seemed like too um too slow, too ineffective. Um, I, I just, you know, I just think that 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 just like one of those things. They go, hmm, no, 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 no. Where's the outcry? Where is his outcry in them being released so fast? You know, so well, he uh, released them. That's the problem. He was the one. We did a story earlier this week where he was the one who booted them, and once he did it, it, it there became a, a a big outcry. There's there's been this big uproar. Because of it, because he kicked them, because his claim was they really couldn't see or tell if, you know, these particular ones were involved. And they were like, you could have still held them based on some other information. So now that they are, they've been turned loose, now that's, that's why I just did this story this morning as a follow-up where they did go grab a few of them. Back, I don't know how they got in touch with them, but not counting the ones that are still on the lamb, but this um these set that they were able to kind of pull back and now indict them, so they were able to to catch a couple of them, but 
the majority of them, because they've only been able to indict seven of the 13. Initially, it was 13. So some of them are still missing. And now, even with them indicting, because he's so upset with the fact that, you know, this happened to the, um, what do you call it, the, uh, the officers, you know, um, they don't care no more. Get him out. That's that's what they've been yelling. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And I, I like yeah, the way you put it from the opposite side. What has he done? Because I don't see much of what he's done either. So I didn't know. I didn't know that. Um, I wasn't aware that he's one. He released them because he's, yeah. He's, if you're saying because uh, I didn't know that. So that changes things for me because that's that's a lie. I would say that's untrue. That's a lie. Because let me tell you, because you know, when the police really want to really, oh, really solve a case, they find they they got the resources and the manpower to do it. That's you really right. want to find out who who really did it to these police officers? It really would be happening. So if, if to say there, that's to me, that's a bold faced lie, and and stuff like that is like, come on, don't insult my intelligence. Like we ain't, we ain't been in you know New York, you know what's going on for these years, and see. No, 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 I wasn't aware of that. So, yeah, yeah. Nah, he got to go. <laughs> nah, he got to go. <laughs> yeah, big time, big time, big time. What do you think about this issue of, I want to, about them getting money for these migrants, and now, what's his name, um, Eric Adams is saying, oh, we're going to feed them at $12 a day. What, what do you think of that one? <laughs> I, you know, at this point, I'm not surprised with him. I'm not surprised with him. You know, before he was, like, week, before he, when he was running, um, I spoke to somebody who had some dealings with him personally, and he was okay. like, I'm telling you right now, his judgment is off. I'm telling you, it wow. is off. Wow, wow. Realize it. And so he was like, ain't no way in the world I could, I, I could really deal with him. And, wow. And everybody said, everybody said, oh, guys, you know, he did that, that, blah, blah, blah. And sure enough, over a period of time, it seemed like it's like issues, one failure of judgment to me after another and another and another. And this is just like a continuing, you know, it's just continuing with this. You know, because right. I think even, um, I think it was even 50 cents. Uh, he said, "What what what are you doing? Yeah, about this? You yeah, money? yeah, yeah. How, how does how does yeah. how does it make sense and stuff like that? You know, so it just uh, it doesn't make sense to me. You know, to me again, I say just get a plane, a big plane, and put everybody on there. So, you know, you fly everybody out really quick, get everybody out there. <laughs> yes, day, morning, yes, afternoon, yes. evening." You know, yep. he's, he's, he's trip. You're out. You're yep. gone. Bye. All righty. Or, I like that. Or fly him down to D.C. Because the federal government, y'all are supposed to handle this. It's really your fault. You got to protect the border. So maybe put it on your doorstep. Then maybe force you really to have to deal with it. Mm. Good point. Good point. Good point. And lastly, we're talking about mm-hmm. this. Florida school system that oh my God. are making the parents sign 
a permission slip in order for the kids to get African-American history, for them to participate in any black history studies. What do you think about that one? This, you know what? That is just a, this, this, this further how, you know, some others, they're trying to um, rewrite our history, rewrite the history without the black history into it. You know, they want to let, they don't, they don't want to, their kids know about slavery. Um, they're just trying to whitewash um, black history. You know, the whole thing now first, you know, with the whole, what, what they was trying to do before, this is more of right. a continuation of it. So now, so now, so now you got to get a permission, you got to put an extra step in for you to get black history. When it should be, black history is a part of American history. You know, so right. you know again, it's trying to, it's trying to instead of acknowledging what has happened, now you're trying to say it never happened at all. You know, mm-hmm. you're trying to try to mm-hmm, pacify it and whatnot. And mm-hmm. it's just a further erosion of trying to erosion of trying to deal or heal from the what has happened. The America's past. It is what it is. Don't you just want to just admit it and just try to move forward? It's insulting, really. Absolutely. Absolutely, Brother Ainsley. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And we'll be yep, back yep, to continue yep. our conversation. Let's hear what Pastor uh-huh. KL has got to say about all that is going on. Good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you? Hello, Brother Ainsley. Uh, I'm hey, well, on, thank you. I'm well, thank you. Oh, Pastor KL, how you doing down there in old good old Alabama? Oh man, I'm I'm good. Just trying to stay away from these tall trees, you know, where they still lynching us at for Black mm-hmm. History. Oh my, oh my, oh my. Well we, well, we hope that you stay away from the tall trees. <laughs> Well, we've got we've been talking about this this uh Alvin Bragg, this Manhattan DA all week long with all of his nonsense. Him you were part of the conversation where he let the you know, the migrants go who had beat up on the cops, blah blah blah. And now he's pulling they've managed to pull seven back in and indict them. And now the GOPs are saying, ah, get rid of him. Do you think they need to get rid of him? I mean, from what I see, that's a pretty cool job because he's getting paid for free. Mm. You know, he, he ain't doing nothing. So I mean, I, mm. I'd like to see where I could where I could apply. You know, I, I don't I don't know no job that you can work at, and you have so many violations, or you don't do anything. Uh, to, to, to work getting your paycheck for us, and they still keep you around. Yeah, I think I think he should be gone. Mm-hmm. All right. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. Hold Excuse me. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, we're talking about, you know, we uh, again, you are part of this 53 mil that was on the table earlier this week, um, them feeding and, uh, the migrants and giving them the debit cards. And now Adam says, oh, no, 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 you 
are misunderstanding this thing. We're not giving them American Express cards. Uh, We're putting something together where at the end of the day, they're going to be fed $12 a day, and they will have to make it happen. What do you think of $12 a day? Well, you know, I I heard you talk about the um, the, the back in the days when we went to the bodega and we got a hero and one of them juices that had had food coloring in it, but it was full of water. Uh huh. I, I I remember getting a sandwich, eating half of it, and then eating the half another half later on. So I guess mm-hmm. for twelve dollars a day, if, if they think about those days, it will work. So you just have to keep the other half of the sandwich. But I mean, these days, twelve dollars a day is it, it can't get you nothing. You know, you go you go to McDonald's. And you're paying more than twelve dollars just for a happy meal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the difference. And how are you going to ration out twelve dollars a day? So what are you saying? Twelve dollars a day for a year? I mean, it's like you—they want to play mind games <coughs> with you. What are you saying? Twelve dollars a day? Are you saying that overall, when you break it down, it's twelve dollars a day? But we're going to put all the money on the card at the same time. You know, yeah, either yeah, way. that's what I'm trying to understand. Uh huh. Do, 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 do they give you the, the the first month rent? You know, first month security for free. I mean, how do, do I get my first month first, and then I I can eat as I want to eat, but but after that certain amount, if it's three thousand dollars a month, after that certain amount, if I've gone over that, then I don't eat for the next for the last week. I mean, how does that work? Uh huh. Absolutely. That's what I say. You know, he 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 really. They want to play mind games with you. At the end of the day, you know, he's coming under huge scrutiny. Like um, Brother Ainsley said, they had 50 cents uh, all over the news this week with him calling Adams out on this $53 million of feeding this, you know, these migrants. And, you know, now he feels like he's got to get out here and explain or, you know, uh, rationalize it, you know, and throw the wool over your eyes. And, and you know, don't do not do that. Don't do that. It's insulting. It's really insulting. Well, what about the permission slips? Now, as parents, we've had to sign a whole lot of permission slips. What do you think about this one? Permission slip well, I, in order to participate in Black History Month activities. Well, first of all, you know, I, I don't understand how there was no permission slip for me to know about George Washington, Abraham Lincoln. You know, I, I, had, I had to sit in this class and learn about stuff that I never used to get in my life. You know, but, but yet, when it comes to Black History Month, we have to have a permission slip. The only only reason why I can see that they, they they turning that around on us is that, well, you signed the permission, so we do we're, we're doing a play now, and you know, the queen to go play a slave, you gave permission, you know, saying, Donald Donald gonna be the master, he gonna be the master. We just doing a reenactment wow. for Black History Month, but you gave permission. That's the only reason wow. why I can see they want permission now. Wow, now that's that. Now you know what that there. I never considered, but I got to tell you, 
based on some of the other stories we've done in February over the past few years, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised because we've done stories where, you know, they have had the children depicting, you know, uh, uh, people that we were very angry. Right, and, and stuff like that in the school productions. And it's interesting that, that you know what, that may not be far from the truth, Pastor KL. Now that you mention it, wow. Okay, okay. Oh, I tell you, you know, the more you do this news and you see how people are uh, twisting things up, it's always for their own personal agenda all the time, all the time. Well, my gentlemen, you know, earlier this week we spoke to the ladies, and in all of our stories today, you know, it kind of touches on this in one way or another. And we talked about ways to show biblical love and, you know, letting these people go, not uh, you know, prosecuting them, uh, the negligence that's just being soft on crime, all of this stuff is not showing biblical love. It really isn't when you think about it. And, you know, I wanted to give you gentlemen an opportunity. I thought it was really, it would be really interesting to hear a male's take on these things, um, on these items that are scriptural, and see what you have to say about it. So one of the ways they're saying we can show biblical love is to encourage and esteem one another. Oh, Brother Ainsley, how would you describe, you know, biblical uh, biblical love, showing biblical love when you're talking about encouraging and esteeming one another? Um. What's what's the saying? Each one teach one. You know, um, anytime you, you uplifting one somebody uh, uh, one another is biblical, and that's just you would think that this it should be like the natural common sense of, of what to do and whatnot. Um, you know, it just promotes a a positive uh, and encouraging uh, 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 you know uh, environment. For for anybody, for anybody, anybody and everybody, you know. So um, it's biblical, and but sometimes it's not. It's not even have that necessarily have to be biblical just to do that. You know, how about just trying to be a, just a, a decent, good person? You know, and just generally all around. Let's start there. But but as far as being biblical, I mean, it does. You know, then sets um, a a. Uh, a precedent. This is how we're supposed to, you know, to say somebody say I, I didn't know. No, now you know. This is what this is this is what we this is the standard of how we live in our environment, our community, and stuff like that. We don't we don't talk bad about the next person, even though you may have you, you just don't do it. You avoid certain things. Your 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 behavior um, needs to be needs to be. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> <clears throat> Something in my throat. You know, your behavior you need to you need to just to show um 
Um, so, so, so godly behavior, because again, we, we talked about this before. You know, our, you know, our. Some people may not, might not ever go to church, but our how we live. Um, it's all the Bible they will see. So when somebody sees, if you say if somebody sees you constantly uplifting somebody else, they're like, okay, you know, it's it, it's it further helps the Christian community. You know, so. Um, I think I hope I'm asking your question correct if I understand it. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I would say your response is in line with what what we're talking about. You know, this is is important for us to, you know, talk about as people of God because there are so many ways to show love, quote-unquote, based on, you know, the way the world sees love. Everybody sees love in a different way. You give, you know, you throw one thing out there and and you gave it to five people, you could actually hear five different or see five different demonstrations of what, you know, a person, an individual would consider to be love. And, you know, a lot of this stuff is love to people, as twisted as it may be, and it's so important that we, as people of God, really kind of bolster what the Word of God says about this thing called love. So, Pastor KL, we're talking about, let me make sure I got this correctly, encouraging and esteeming one another. How... You know, when it comes to biblical love, well, how how do we show biblical love in that area? Well, first of all, you know, we are our brothers and sisters' keeper. So if if, if I see you going down the wrong way or if I see you, you know, feeling depressed or oppressed, my, my, my job is to lift you up, you know, encourage you spiritually with, with a word, you know, from God. I, I, I should take you to... You know certain words that 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 will encourage you on where you are right now. You know there, there is a passage or a scripture, if you will, for everything that you're going through. And and if I can just take you there and show you how you know these folks did this, but yet you know God delivered them from them from, from them all. You know, or just from a personal thing. Well, you watch me every day and you see where I am. You know, but but let me tell you how I started. You know, I started just like you. I was feeling just like you. I, I was I was in a situation just like you. I was in a woe me ministry where I just thought woe was me all the time and no one understood my plight. But but God brought me out of that. You know, sometimes you have to go through to get to. You know, everybody just wants to get to, but no one wants to go through. You know, and, and, and there's there's no glory without without a test. You have to have a test the first in order to have a testimony, you have to go through a test. So how can you speak of what God has brought you from if you've never been through nothing that God needs to bring you from? So, and then when you come out of that thing, you should be able to recognize where you were in someone else and encourage them. All righty, all righty. You know, I look at this encourage and esteem one another and it takes me back to a a time when I was on a bus and I was sitting and and uh in front of a mother and her daughter and it was report card time 
and the mother had seen the report, and she was really unhappy with the fact that the young lady did not have all A's, and she, you know, didn't just express the fact, you know, like, where all, where the A's, but what I tell you, she was browbeating this girl, oh, my goodness gracious, oh, you know, this is disgusting, and 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 she had gotten bees. She had gotten bees. This came out of the mother's mouth. You know, I saw the bee on this and that particular uh, uh, class uh, or area, and, you know, it's ridiculous. Where's the A? And, you know, the, the young lady was saying, you know, well, I was having a little more difficulty in those particular classes, and she was like, I don't care. I don't expect to see anything less than an A. And, you know, this is something that this is how I'm raising you and you need to spend more time. And there was two classes that, I mean, this went on in front of everybody. She was loud. She, I mean, and I'm saying to myself, as far as she was concerned, she, she was loving her. And that's why I say, you know, when, when I saw this, it was so important to talk about this because that was not love. Whatever you expected and, I mean, the, the young lady, she didn't say that for a long time. Um, but after a while, she was like, I'm doing the best that I can. What is it with you that I got A's in all these other, you know, classes, and this one, these two classes, I didn't get an A in. And it's like, you, like, going off for, I mean, and she was loud. And we were in front of the bus. And it was it was terrible. It was terrible. And, you know, again, you know, I'm, I'm going to read the Bible verses that they are associating with these particular um, points. And esteeming, I'm sorry, let me, let me say it right. Let me say it correctly. Encourage and esteeming one another is taken from 1 Thessalonians 5, 11 through 14. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient with everyone. And I just, I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, when I tell you she was kicking her butt. So, you know, when you think about it, how encouraged did she feel at the end of the day from her mother? who made it her business to let her know that she was not impressed. So, you know, again, are we talking about the world way of showing love or are we talking about the Bible way of showing love? Well, the other one that they're pointing out is bear with and forgive complaints against others. Brother Ainsley, bear with and forgive complaints against others. What are we talking about here? Oh, yeah, now that's, this is definitely where godly love comes in. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, as Pastor K.O. said, once you, you know, you know, you got some testimonies, you've been, you've been through a test, and the testimonies, um, your temperament change, you know, 
you want you have a desire to do to handle yourself the right the right way, you know. Um, and we get into a challenging situation. All right, maybe my response is not going to be as hostile. Maybe you you you'll handle things more appropriately, and you know you're not as quick to maybe to somebody uh, gets on your nerve. You're not as quick to physically, or you you, you want to slap somebody, you want to hit somebody. Now you have more temperament to you know to 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 talk to talk things out, you know. Um, <laughs> I, I keep it real. I, I I I said you know, thank God I'm I'm saved because sometimes some things I've gone through, you know, the older Ainsley, what I, I, my actions were totally different, you know, you know, to, really totally different. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been in jail and stuff like that, um, but you know, it's it's, it's it's only because over the years, you know. God's a change, you know, you mature and get and um and change your temperament, you know, to handle things more appropriately. So I would say, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of people, you know, um, if it wasn't for godly love, there'd be a lot of dead people. Because, you know, I mean <laughs> I'm just keeping it you know oh God. Let's keep it real. So <laughs> Good. Hey, good, Brother know. Ainsley. Tell that story. Get that testimony. Get that testimony. Oh, Pastor KL. Brother Ainsley says, if it weren't for God, it'd be a whole lot of dead people. So we need to bear with and forgive complaints against others. What say you? Listen, Brother Ainsley and, my, and, and myself have known each other for 30 plus years, and I've been in some of his fights. He's seen me in some of my fights. So, yeah, it would have been a bunch of dead folks in the gospel. And I want to say it that way, in the gospel. You know, we wasn't we having fights with people outside of the In the gospel, they would have been dead. But, you know, it's, it's touching out my anointing and, 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 and be my prophets, no, no harm. So, you know, you, you have to even be careful, even as you, you know, even as you know, you grow. So, so you have to still be careful even in your self-anger. Not to put your mouth on people, you know, saying not not to just give it to God, you know. And you know what? And and I do realize because, again, you know, I have not always been a pastor. So I do realize that that is so much easier said than done, because sometimes a good slap or a good cuss is so much better in your mind (laughs) than giving it to God. Because right now, you know, you don't want to have a conversation with God. You're, you're, You're not there. Because someone has has offended you, insulted you, or slapped you, and you ran out of cheeks. When they say turn the other cheek, you ran out of cheeks. Because every day, the same person is slapping you. So you, it, it's easier said than done. I don't want the people to listen and say, man, he's just saying that because he's a pastor. No. I I was there when, when I did not want to talk to God. And I wanted to handle it myself. But I realized that sometimes when you handle it yourself, it makes it far worse. Makes it far worse than if you just let God handle it. Well, I want to tell you all that in listening to Brother Ainsley and Pastor KL, and you know they're uh, they attest to the fact that you know what, if it weren't for Jesus, you know a whole lot of people in the gospel wouldn't be here. I, I need to confess, if it were not for Jesus. <laughs> Pastor KL would not be here. <laughs> I wanted to kill him on many a day. 
Shantish, turn off her mic. Turn off her mic now. <laughs> I wanted to kill him, and I'd have to go before the Lord. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. You know, we talk about, you know, the, the caption is, bear with and forgive complaints against others. You know, a lot of times it, it does take a lot of grinning and bearing it. Um, it, it that, ain't, that ain't easy. Um, as the gentlemen have said, and I remember when, you know, somebody had made, a young lady had made a mistake on an order, and they needed the order, like, yesterday, and they missed, you know, the, one of the items, and I had to actually travel, me, travel on public transportation to actually deliver this item to, you know, because they needed it. And Shantice couldn't do it, and I was out here on public transportation, and I was like, yo, I was like, I can't believe I'm out here. And I'll never forget, en route, en route, the Spirit of the Lord said, I need you to cover that person. Cover their child. That's what God said. I need you to cover their child. And I was like, wow. I was on a bus. I was on a bus, <laughs> and the Lord said, I need you to cover that child. And, you know, the, the person it wasn't a child child, but, you know, it was, you know, uh, somebody's child. Shantice is my child. She's 38, but she's still my child. And it, it, it just really changed my understanding of what God expects of us. And I, I wasn't, like, really mad, mad. Like I, but I was like, I can't believe I'm on this bus today <laughs> like traveling over something silly and i thought that like a million times in route and finally the lord said i need you to cover their child and i was like oh and just you know i oh my god i just love god so much oh my god I, when i tell y'all i keep telling y'all when i tell y'all god snatches me by the collar all the time. God snatches me by the collar. And it was just a reminder that it was a mistake. And I don't want you to look at it the way, even though it wasn't damning, even though you weren't cussing, like uh, Pastor KL said. I just was like, I can't believe I'm out here on this bus today. And the Lord just settled that in my head. And that's what God means when he says, I need you to just bear with one another. I need you to bear with others because sometimes we're just going to have to carry that thing for someone else. And it was an innocent mistake. It was. It was just a, just a cross. It was, the communications got crossed and something just was omitted. And I was like, okay, God, I got you. I, I got you. Okay, I'll, I'll take the, I'll take the correction. So, in other words, even with me saying, "I just can't believe I'm on this bus today," that wasn't good enough for God. I could have been saying, "I'm never gonna do this again." That I could have been going off, and I wasn't. But still, but still, but still, but still, as minor as that was, God still wanted more from Stephanie. He. Still expecting me to drop just that much more 
Because in other words, what he was saying to me is, you still don't see this my way. Ooh. Oh. He said, you still not where I want you to be in all of this. So when I tell y'all God snatches me by the collar, it's just that simple stuff that you think you got it. And he's like, I'm sorry. Let me help you. <laughs> so bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you have a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And that's what God was saying to me. Colossians 3.13. You see how I overlooked that thing? And I didn't make a huge issue. Even by saying 50 times, I can't believe I'm on this bus. Just give thanks that you were able to come through on behalf of someone else. That even in your impaired state, you are still able to come through for someone else as Jesus came in and, and stepped in for you. So, you know, it, it, we, we, we got to get that nudge sometimes. We got to get that yanking sometimes. And, and this is what, you know, it really boils down to be at times. It just got to get that minute. Brother Ainsley, regard others as more important, the biblical way of showing love. What are we talking about? Okay, is that one once again? Um, I was, was breaking up a little bit. Regard others as more important. As more important? Mm-hmm. Uh well, we we gotta love one another. I saw I said this. We gotta love. We gotta live, love one another, and you know, and treat others as you as as you want to be treated. Um, nobody want to be looked over. Nobody want to be you know um, disregarded. Every every one of us is, is important. So I would even say more important. You know, um, you know this is the, <laughs> there's, 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 there's one thing used to bother me. Uh, when I was at work, because my, my, where I worked at, um, my location, I was right by, like, near the front door, so to speak. So everybody used to, I used to see most people when they come in the office, right, either one way or another. All right, so I see most people either coming in or going and whatnot. And there's a door. So now sometimes people that have their pass, their car key, you know, so every once in a while um, I would open it, I would get up, even on a one-two, and open the door for them. But and then sometimes some people would say, well, thank you, good morning. The main thing was when people just walk through and, like, you're supposed to get up, that, that, like, that was my job function. Don't even say good morning and with, with an attitude. Now, it, it, got, it became, um, so, to, say, to say the least, I got, became ir- irritated with that. I said, I'm not going to open the door for nobody no more. You know, listen, if you can't get through, you just can't get through. You know, but, you know, when you treat people, you know, less than, or you don't treat people like like you want to be treated. That's a problem. That's going to be create a create a problem. And so, in the Christian law, you know, we need to keep. I understand that. Keep people in. Keep people fairly, and as esteem and as 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 an equal. Or um, you won't have that. You know, and within our our Christian community. Mm, all right, all right, Pastor K L. Regard others as more important. Biblical, biblical way of showing love. That 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 is so important. You know, what what people don't realize is that, you know, some folks act out 
or some folks are, 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 are I, I guess, secluded or, you know, because they don't think highly of themselves, you know, because they have lots of insecurities and they feel they have to do certain things to get attention or to be seen or to look, to them, they look better than who they are because they pretend to be someone they're not. And sometimes we're turned off by that. And, and we just look at the man instead of the spirit of the man, you know, and sometimes you just have to speak to that spirit. You know, because the person is okay. You know, it, it, the person is God's child. So, so we, we know that God does not produce or make any junk. So, so we have to see them highly than what they see themselves to, to let them know you are not this person that, that you are trying to portray. You've been hurt. We, I can see that. You know, you've gone through some things. I can see that. We have to be able to see past what we see. You know, and a lot of times we just see the, 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 the surface, you know, the face value, and we run away from that because we don't like it as ugly. But there's a, there used to be a lot of ugly things in me, and there used to be a lot of ugly things in you. And if, if God had not seen past what he saw, face value, where would we be? Amen, gentlemen. Amen. We've got... Regard others as more important, Philippians 2, verse 3. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. All right. We got uh, time for one more. Be kind, tenderhearted, and forgiving with one another. Brother Ainsley. Yeah, this is, that just goes along with what we've already been you know, talked about. Um, you know, because, uh, you know, God is so good. As you, God is so good to us. And, and, and you know, it's the saying, if he, de- if he doesn't do anything else, he's already done enough. Uh, and he's so kind and plus his grace and, and his mercy. And, you know, um, you know there was uh, a slight um, uh, incident. I would just say this with one of our one of our kids, right? And you know, our kids sometimes they can get on your nerves, and and your our reaction could be, you know what, I ain't, you know, I'm not gonna block them on the phone. Um, you know, you just want to, you don't want to deal with them because you know they get them out of pocket. You know, it's like I mean, block them. You know, so between my wife and I, but you know, the Lord spoke and was like, listen, how dare you? Don't do that. You know, I didn't block you. How many times over the years um, before you really came over? I, he didn't disregard us um he didn't block us you know um he showed his grace and mercy he was kind enough to show grace and mercy and his ways are not our ways you know so and then he handles things the more more even more better than we can ever think of so just because things don't go our way or people don't say what we want to hear or do what we want to do or how we want it to happen or whatnot we can get you know get into our own feelings but god knows best and you know he gives us the example and, you know, so uh, um, we're going to learn, you know, we got to treat others like we want to be treated. Cause God, it's the way God treated us. He showed his grace and mercy. We should do that. That's the example to follow. We're about, you know, um, the family, friends, and just in our, in our everyday lives and whatnot. So, you know, uh, God was like, no, no, don't you do that because I didn't do that to you, so don't you do that to somebody else. 
So we need to be kind to one another, um, forgiving one another. You know, that's what God, because God forgave us. What if he didn't do that to us? Where, where would we be? So, Amen. yeah, most definitely. Amen. Uh, Pastor Kale, be kind, tenderhearted, and forgiving with one another. Yeah, I'm just still on the on on the thing that that Brother Andy said that sometimes our kids get on my on our nerves. My kids get on my nerves all the time. I didn't know about sometimes. I wish it was sometimes. But, but, <laughs> I mean, tell the truth, shame the devil, brother. And they got to do all the time. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, you have to, especially with your children. I mean, as, as a subject, you know, I remember I used to think differently from my parents. You know, and I thought that my ways was the best ways. You know, and, and, and my, my parents were just old, and they were set in their ways, or they just got here yesterday, and I created this stuff. So why not you give us a, give it a try? And sometimes I think that, that we shut down our children, you know, saying before we even listen, because we think they're going to say something that we used to say, you know. And so, so you have to have, you know, an open-door policy, if you will. However still maintaining who you are as a parent, you know, because, you know, you, you can, you can be a dream killer. You know, I, I still remember, you know, when, when I was a dancer uh, in, in ballet and stuff like that, and then becoming a singer, my, my dad said, only gay folks do that, you know, and for a long time, you know, I tell the story all the time for a long time. I hated, I'm not going to tell you I didn't like, or I disliked. I hated my father. And only when my father tried to reenact all the things that, that he didn't do with my son did I understand where he was coming from. But, so, but we can become a dream killer, you know, and, and we, can, we can make our children go a whole different way, you know, if we don't encourage them and give them positive feedback and, 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 and make them feel like what they're saying is really not that bad. Sometimes we as parents or as adults or as Christians need to buy in. You know, sometimes because we don't understand or we don't know that side, the musician side, the dancing side, the entertainment side, then we don't want to deal with that because all I know is construction and working with my hands. So because I don't know, I tend to, I, I tend to say, that's stupid, don't do that. And then you just crush somebody. Amen, amen, my brothers. Amen, my brothers. Uh, we're talking about be kind, tender-hearted, and forgiving one another. And I love the way both of you spoke about, you know, that going on with your very children because ministry starts at home. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace, Ephesians 4.3. Thank you so much, uh, my brothers for your contribution into today's conversation, and we pray you have a blessed weekend. Well, you too. Well. Yeah, take care, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You too. All righty. Let's get that benediction. Ah. Oh. 
May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 4, 7. We're talking about today, as we did the other day, biblical ways of showing love. And, and earlier this week when we were speaking, you know, I, I, the first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, street love, street love, ghetto love, uh, um, you know, what this world says about love. How does the world show love? Um, what does love mean to this world? You know, you have the men who are abusive to the women because, um, you know, they love them. You know, I love you and I want you all to myself. And you got women who actually think and act the same way. Uh, I, uh, there's a show uh, on TV called For My Man or For My Woman. And they tell the story of all these individuals who uh, act in, you know, in, in love, you know, what love means to them. Um, there's another show, Fatal Attraction, and that's, you know, someone ends up killing someone um, just in the name of love. You know, not one of those stories, in any one of just those two shows, this, the, those two shows alone, describe, you know, biblical love. Because biblical love doesn't kill. You know, biblical love is not jealous or, or envious. You know, it, it, it's, it's a, you have to really know God to really learn this thing called love. You know, that what we call love, loving our children, you know, for the parents that say, you know, well, they made me go to church or I didn't like staying in church so long so their children you know, don't know God, have not been introduced to God, those parents feel that they love their children. You couldn't tell them that they don't love their children. But the Bible, the biblical way of showing love, according to God, is train up a child in the way he should go, and when he grows older, he will not depart from it. That's the biblical way of showing love. And I got to tell you, the other day, I think it was yesterday, I said something. It was yesterday as I was closing, um, kind of mumbling. And I was thinking about a conversation that I had quite a few years ago with, with as my mother would say, an associate. Uh, this is a girlfriend. Um, I've been knowing her for years, when I tell you years. And about 10 years ago, uh, she was going through something, and she called me, and she asked me for her advice. Now, I don't generally – I always ask people questions. I don't – because people are just so temperamental and touchy, and you can't say this, you can't say that. So what God does with me is he has me ask you questions. So she specifically came out and asked, um, well, Steph, you know, tell me, you know, I value your opinion. These were her exact words. I value your opinion. Please tell me what you think I should do. And I was like, you want to hear what I think you should do? And she said yes. And I asked again <laughs> because, again, I really don't talk to people like that unless God instructs me to. 
So I said, well, listen, based on what you said, and I repeated it back to her as I do to make sure I understood it. She said, you got it. So I gave her God's answer. I gave her God's answer. And she, I noticed the response. And I was like, oh, okay, that didn't, I don't know how she received that. And she, uh, she hung up and I went to call her back and it was, a, she was very short, just, just different. And I was like, what? okay, so what's her problem? So then after a while, I couldn't get her anymore. So then I got up, one day I never, God, the Lord spoke, I said, get up and go to her. So I got on a train, this is what I was doing a little better than I went up what I'm doing now. And I got on a train and she opened the door and I was standing there. She was like, oh, what, what you doing here? I said, God sent me here. I said, what seems to be your problem? And she said to me, she said, if I can be honest with you, and I want y'all all to pay attention to me. She said, I, if I can be honest with you, she said, when I asked you the other day, when I was talking to you and I asked you for your opinion, I wasn't talking to the pastor. She said, I wanted I wanted assist my sister friend. I was talking to my sister friend, and I didn't want the pastor's answer. I wanted my sister friend's answer, response, guidance. And I said to her, well, that's what you got. I said, I didn't talk to you with the Bible in my hand, with, you know, Colossians 5, 3 says. Or I said, when I gave you the response, I gave you what I would do. And she was like, no, that was what the pastor would do. And I said, no, that's what Stephanie would do. I said, let me help you with something. And let me help you understand something. I said, you've been knowing me for over 20 years. So you've seen me when I didn't know the Lord and I was cussing and cutting up and doing what I was doing. And I said, and now you've seen the me the evolving. And now you've seen where God has me. I said, see, here's what you don't understand about me after knowing me for all this time. You've just let me know that you ultimately don't know me. Because, see, in order for me to live right now, I've got to do what God wants me to do. Now, this was 10 years ago, so I am nowhere near then where I am now. But I said to her, I said, listen, you wanted what I would do. I gave you what I would do. I said, y'all seem to forget just because I don't agree doesn't mean I don't understand. If you come to me today and you're like, girl, he cheated on me and he took the kids' money for college and he blew it on gambling, do I want to key his car with you? Yeah. Do I want to slice his tires? Yeah. However, although I understand where you are, I cannot give you that type of advice. I can't tell you, girl. I, I, I might be at the pulpit, but I understand. If you do such and such a thing, I can't say that to you. That was the biblical way I was showing her love. I wasn't showing her street love. I wasn't showing her this kind of love. I would see that's what people want. That's what people look for. That's what people normally do. And that's what she was looking for me to do, like had she asked her girlfriend Mary or, 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 or Jane. No, that's not where I am. When I tell you something, it's based on what the Bible instructs us to do. I can't 
encourage you to do the street thing because I love you too much. I need to always show you biblical love. I need to show you that, yeah, the streets do it this way. And although I know <laughs> what it is because I, I didn't been there, I have to show you what God wants us to do. I See, I don't have a choice. See, other people, they can tap dance and they can they move around and they can shift some things. And I can't live like that because what I do must parallel what the Bible says to do. And walking in that is not always easy. Do I want to cut? I keep telling y'all, my mama was Ernestine and she could cut, I mean, cut you with her tongue underneath the rug, cut you out. Can I do that? Oh, yeah. Can I? Oh, yeah. You make me mad enough, oh, you can forget it. I'm, I'm cussing you straight out. But I have to. I, I'm forced. I can't go that, I, I can't go to that extent the way I used to, because everything I do must parallel this Bible. Because as long as I am supposed to be operating under the banner of Christ, we are supposed to be, and I'm going to switch that, to say we are responsible for giving people biblical love, whether that's counsel and advice, whether that's the way we move and act, whether that's the way we speak, whether that's uh, 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 the way we solve problems. This is what God is relying on us to do. It was important to me. When I saw that biblical ways of showing love, I was like, yo, this is real for us. God is relying on on us. So, you know what? It may not always sound so pretty. I mean, she was mad. Oh, my gosh. When I tell you, she was pissed with me. Didn't want to talk to me. And I was like, what is her problem? And that's what it came down to. She was like, I'm not talking to no pastor. I went to my sister girl, my sister friend. And I was like, well, I guess you're going to stay disappointed. Because I, I, I can't function like that. You want me to tell you to go rob the bank because y'all not eating? I'm sorry. I can't tell you to do that. Now, what I can tell you is I'll, I'll scrape up some money out of my own bank account and give it to you. Now, is it going to be the thousands that you could get from the bank? No, but it's, it's, it's the tens that I could give you. Am I going to share my food with you? Am I going to move over and let you move in? Am I going to do whatever I need to do for you? Absolutely. It may not look pretty. It may not sound pretty, but we are responsible for giving people biblical ways of doing things. And that's the biblical way of showing love. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, oh, not on things that are on the earth. They will always serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my gentlemen, my due time crew, for taking us into a thought-provoking
fucking weekend. Thank you for hanging out with us all week. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now. You're going to bumble, you're going to stumble, you're going to fall, but work at it. You will not go wrong. Just trust God. Until Monday, God spares. There will be no prayer on Sunday. Until Monday, God spares, where we're shaking the Monday morning blues together. I love you.